so much for joining on this episode of 27 Talks. I'm so excited to have a fellow stylist and leader and just all around amazing person, Sammy, on this episode. So welcome. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Thank you so much, Amber. Uh, my name is Sammy Sue, and I am the manager and stylist at a shop in downtown Phoenix on 7th Avenue in McDowell here in uh, Phoenix um, called Bishop's Cuts and Colors. And I've been there for just over a year. I hit my year mark in the beginning of March. So. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, I can't believe it's already been a year. It's so crazy. <laughs> How long have you been behind the chair in total? I've been behind the chair now. Uh, it'll be nine years in August. Amazing. Yeah. In a decade, girl. That's I know. I'm so close. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, when you hit that 10-year mark, I always feel like you really start to see the difference between like when your time in cosmetology and like the things that were very natural for you to do. Now you see these new kids coming out. You're like, oh my gosh, I never had to do that. And they like, they do it so proficiently and you have to start really re-upping your skills when you hit that, like the 10 year is like that tipping point where you're like, all right, I'm not the spring chicken anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta keep it, keep on up with that continuing education, you know, <laughs> for sure. So with being in today's like time and place and in this bubble of quarantine and being in the full shutdown of our industry right now um obviously there's so many challenges and this whole idea of why i started 27 talks was to offer support and kind of just be that voice of we're all in it together and lending strength to the industry and then really talking about some of those issues that we're all collaborating together to try to find our way through and doing that in the most successful way that we possibly can to preserve this industry that I know I love. I know you love it too. Mm -hmm. so much. But being behind the chair, like, I mean, how many days a week did you normally work at Bishop's? I was averaging between six days a week, maybe more, depending on the week. Um, <laughs> being a manager coming on board, it definitely was um, a rebuilding phase, you know, in, initially. And so kind of like restructuring um, not only the staff, but just the expectation of um, myself as the leader. Um, with with the people that I was um, working with so uh, for a while there you know we were limited with the amount of people that we had working and so I would have to come in and cover a lot thankfully over the last I would say like four or five months prior to our close I was really lucky to be able to find my, my dream team and really lock in some solid people so I I could have my two days off but um you know, it's hard for me, I think, as a leader to not overwork <laughs> uh, myself and take that step back and, and have time for myself outside of the shop because I love it so much and it's such a passion of mine. And um, I think being a newer manager and a newer leader in the industry really did um, push me and um, you know, I felt like in a way I had something to prove, you know, um, in kind of rebuilding the shop from the ground up in a way. Uh, but 
I'm really proud of myself over the year. You know, we pretty much doubled our, our revenue and really started to see a lot more repetition as far as um, clientele, you know, coming back in and families and we're lucky to be in a spot where it's, it's very residential, but also very kind of like urban and there's so many cool like shops and restaurants and stuff near us. So um, taking on not only a leadership role within the shop, but also putting our name out in the community, you know, and, and marketing and all of the other aspects that kind of come with running a shop. Um, was all kind of a learning curve. So I felt like I just needed to dive in a hundred percent. And like I said, it took me, it took me a little while to kind of take that step back and actually take some time for myself outside of that. So. <laughs> so easy to do. I mean, I'm just like sitting here, like nodding the whole time. I'm like, ah, I totally, I can relate. I can totally relate. I feel like when you are kind of at the helm of the ship and that you are in that position that where people are leaning on you and you want to put all that blood, sweat, and tears in it and you do it because, yes, of course, at the end of it all, is it your role to like prove that you can do it? Absolutely. But I know, I know you well enough to know that you're the type of leader that I am, that we do it for those that are behind us, right? Who oh, are for sure. really that you want to take them and up on your shoulders, lift them up, put them into a position where they can grow and be strong. And so that's where that like undying energy comes from with that leadership pushing all of those that are really the foundation of the core and the, and the spirit of the salon is that you're kind of the heartbeat of it, but everybody else is the voice that's speaking on your behalf. And so I think what's really cool about even what you said with bishops in particular is much like Salon 27 is that we have this like really cool salon vibe with our team, but yet it's the community that's attracted to it. And I know you mentioned with like the community of families and you have everybody from like your downtown people to like you said, residential, and you've got all of these people coming together to get what they want, you know, mm -hmm. uh, which is a cool experience with great technique, with amazing professionals led by you, and that they get to walk out of there feeling incredible with their like neighborhood spot, which is great. And so hats off to you for doing what you've done in such a short amount of time. Thank you. Um, well done on that. And leadership is hard. It is hard. And we do, we put a lot <laughs> into it. And aside from that, you and myself were both behind the chair on top of it. So not mm -hmm. only right now are we missing our teams, right, that we're wanting to touch in with all the time and still stay connected to, and but at the same time, we're missing our clients. So mm -hmm. tell me a little bit about what you're doing to kind of be the glue that's holding that team together right now in, in this circumstance. Sure. Um, I mean, communication is really just the, the biggest and best thing I think a leader could, could really do right now is just constantly texting um, and messaging my staff. Um, in the beginning, you know, it was like FaceTimes a little bit more, um, personal just to, just because of the shock of it all and passing the time in a way um, it's lessened a little bit just as I feel like it normally would with any 
situation um, where you're you're isolated like that. Um, but you know, I really do try to reach out at least once a week to my staff via text or you know phone call or FaceTime and just say, hey, I'm here for you. I'm just checking in on you. How you doing, cutie? Let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Um, and then of course, you know, social media is such a cool resource as well to just kind of like watch them, see how they're doing, how they're handling everything. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful to be able to have that technology right now to be able to stay in communication with them. And, and I feel lucky because, you know, on the flip side, my corporation has been amazing with reaching out to me as well, you know? So it's like, they're doing their part to help me feel connected, even though, you know, I've in a sense been disconnected, just like my staff has been from me. So um, I'm grateful to have such an amazing support system on both sides of like my, my leadership and then my, um, my staff. It's so incredible how I feel like we were really kind of set up with at least having some tools to navigate through this without even realizing that we did, right? Like today's right. age, like thank heavens we have, we can Zoom together right now and I can feel super connected to you. And so I think utilizing platforms like this, like, man, I'm so grateful for that. Even just like totally. every day that I get to have a chat with someone over FaceTime or, you know, watching on someone's like Insta Live, it's, it feels so much more connected than it would be without. And so, yeah, thank heavens for, for like yeah. little things like this for sure. And then also that you have, you're doing that for your team, but it's so wonderful that you are getting support from your higher ups that are really checking in with you and making sure that mind, body, and soul, you're doing good and that creating those plans together and what does the next two weeks look like? What does the next month look like? And, you know, no one's got the crystal ball, but at least you have right. something you know is over your shoulder going, I'm here, whatever you need. And so I think that we are lucky for that. I think that platforms like this, which, again, is the whole reason why I wanted to do this, is that there's so many pilots who are out there who are running solo, rental, or don't have the same type of team dynamic that are feeling that they're not in the same place as everybody else, but they truly are, and that our industry is here for them no matter what. And I know that that's where my heart is at, so. Oh, for sure. I mean, being a former independent contractor myself, mm -hmm. same. I can't help but think about the impact that this crisis would have had on me six years ago. You know, like being an independent contractor solely relying on my clientele and potentially not even being able to, you know, qualify for unemployment or any of the, the benefits um, that I'm, I'm so grateful to, to have now. Um, and so I totally empathize with the stylists that are going through that. And um, I have a lot of friends that are going through that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, your heart goes out and you just want to shout from the rooftops like we're still here for you. Yeah. For we, sure. are. we are. We all are. For sure. 
I know um, you and I have both expressed together how much we're really missing. Uh, I mean, obviously our teams, which we've we've covered, and I can't like if I go in too deep with that, I'll start sobbing, crying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> team. But um, I truly, truly, truly miss my clients so much, and just this, and you again in leadership, and myself in leadership all of the clients of the salon right like you know them all like i know them all and i there's just from the person who's in my chair but to the person who's walking through the door leaving with their amazing look as they're walking out and you're like bye so and so i can't wait to see you next time like i just my my heart hurts for that i miss i miss it so much so tell me a little bit about how it's been for you being away from behind the chair it's been really hard. Um, that was, you know, my biggest, I think, impact. Um, obviously, like you said, you know, disconnection from the staff and being in a, a routine of leadership, you know, that that's like a new thing for me. I, like I said, I've only been in a management position for a year but I've been doing hair for nine years. And so that disconnection from my clientele, that, um, that I think has been the most impactful for me, that um, gratification of making a positive imprint on somebody's life, not just once a day, but multiple times a day, five to six days a week, like that, I think for me, it really does play a huge part in my mental health and my ability to feel like I'm putting something positive into the world outside of my internal leadership. Um, Not only that, but it's such an amazing creative outlet, you know? And so for me, like during this time, I really explored different artistic avenues that I never really had before. I, I painted really for the first time since this happened. Of course I painted hair. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and took inspiration from photos online and stuff. And that was really fun. And it was so cathartic and just really past the time. It was like, I looked up and it was three hours later. I was like, Whoa, like, where did that and that was that was a really cool experience for me. Um, I've been, you know, working out a lot more. I did a, a 21 day meditation series with a group of girlfriends from all over the country. And um, funny enough, we all met in Iowa, <laughs> where I used to live. Yeah, and now we live in like Colorado and California and here and well, um, Chicago. But um, I think keeping myself busy in those other creative ways has really helped me be able to, like I said, have that outlet and have that um, sense of um, not only perseverance throughout all of this, but also just like a sense of purpose, like doing hair gave me that sense of purpose. And I tell you what, I don't know about you or anyone else that's in this industry, but it's been really difficult for me to bust out mannequin heads 
because I don't get that same connection that I get with humans um, where with doing something new creatively it's it's almost like there you know there's no expectation there's no um yeah I mean really that's it there's no expectation of like getting something out of it that I already kind of know what it feels like where with doing painting and and dancing and, and other things it's just this whole new sense of accomplishment and joy that's I've been able to kind of bring into my life. So that's, that's a, that's a different thing for sure. Um, and I'm so lucky. My clients have been amazing. So many people have reached out. Um, I mean, I, I had a, a client today who, you know, she came in the very first time and her hair was super long and she was like, I need a change. I need something different. So we like shaved underneath cause her hair was like, her ponytail was like this big. <laughs> so we shaved underneath. Yeah. <laughs> And, and I gave her like this super cute little like precision Betty bang. And it was like, she just became this whole new like persona, you know? And um, she reached out to me today and she was like, hey, I just want to let you know, um, I got a job at a lab actually testing for COVID-19 wow. um, in people. Yeah, which is like amazing for her to be able to do that, first of all, but also like finding a job during this time, I feel like is is difficult in itself. Um, and she, you know, she reached out, she was like, I was thinking about you and I just wanted to, to tip you, even though, you know, like I haven't seen you in, in a month and a half. Cause she was like an every, you know, five week at most client coming in for either a bang trim or a haircut. And, uh, you know, and she sent me a, a PayPal and it was just like, it was so sweet. I had another client who works for the children's hospital. Um, and I work with her and her mom and they followed me from multiple salons over to Bishop's and she just randomly sent me money one day and I was like, I just want to let you know, I'm thinking about you. And so it's just, it's so amazing to have clients that are reaching out. And I mean, not just, it's not the money, you know, it's like, that's just like the extra, like, whoa, like, thank you so much of thinking of me during this time when like, I'm sure everybody could use it. Um, it's the fact that, oh my God, like I've made enough of an impact in this person's life for them to reach out to me and think of me, um, even during this like crazy time of insanity. And, um, and I just feel so lucky to have, um, have those connections, you know, with people. That's the beauty of this business. It just is, is that you get, and truly a testament again, back to you and what you've been able to create not only behind the chair, but in the salon entirely, because those connections happen, the way that you create it, it is lifelong. It is undying that mm -hmm. there is this like person to person you know each other on such a yeah sure is it here but it's not just here it isn't you share mm -hmm. so much and and you're working so closely with someone physically and emotionally and there's just so much tied up into what that is behind the chair and that when you are in a situation like this and someone does just reach out and be like hey i'm thinking about you in the salon how are you guys doing like I mean, I shed tears every time I get a text like that. And it makes me think that like, 
this is the hardest thing we've had to endure. And yet at the same time, everybody is supporting us while we're through this and we're supporting them. And it's just this like layer on top of layer of like everyone's true colors is really coming out and that you can see that the love and the support and the human connection, and it's all tied into just like, you know, how great you look and feel when you walk out of that salon, but your own self is tied into that when they leave. And so mm -hmm. like you were touching on too, is that there is a huge component of what we create, what we cultivate in the salon, what leaves those doors, like part of us goes out there too. And it's hard not having it right now. It's mm -hmm. very, very hard. I can say that for sure my my own bubble right now, my quarantine bubble is, you know, being with my kids, my family, and do they say like every day, mom, I love you, mom, you're this, mom, you're that, like, of course they do, and I love them to pieces, but there's something different. It's just not the same as, and one's not better than the other. I don't mean it like no. that. No, no. But, but it is different. But it is different because like those two little turkeys came from my body and like I hope <laughs> they tell me that they love me. You know? But like in the choice of anywhere you could go to sit down in a chair, give your person to somebody, your look, everything that's like tied into your identity, for someone to say like, I choose you and I trust you and you do the work, have your craft, you cultivate your creation onto them. And then when they get that reveal moment, there is nothing else like it. When you hand them the mirror and swing the chair and they're like, oh my gosh, like that's it. just like your Betty Bings. Like, oh my yeah. gosh, I'm a whole different person. I couldn't have asked for anything more. There is nothing else like that. Nothing. Yeah. It's and such, it's companies, like such a high. Addictive. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's such it a really high. Is. And it's like you're chasing the dragon after that it's with each so client. For <laughs> <laughs> real. Totally, totally true. Now I have to think of like all these hashtags and you're like, like it's like H-A-I-R heroin. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Horrible, <laughs> but it's horrible. So, the craft so is good. very addictive. It very, very much is. And but yes, I'm, I'm struggling too with trying to find how to fill that missing component. And it's mm -hmm. it's hard. I know you touched on a few things with like your painting and you know finding other creative outlets. And but I I'm with you. I haven't picked up a mannequin head aside from showing how to use a root, a root spray I haven't picked one up yet because it isn't it isn't quite the same unless you're setting out to try something new that you've never done before mm -hmm. sure like sure I want to do a crazy technique and I don't trust it on you know doing it on someone in my house right now <laughs> sure right. but it's it isn't quite the same so. yeah. and and for me not being an independent contractor I don't have color you know I don't have anything here to be able to kind of do those creative things because um, for me you know my creativity really comes from doing the full 
transformation of cutting and coloring on hair. And like, I definitely have access to my shears. Like I said, I have mannequin heads and all that, but, um, you know, I would love to just hand paint on (laughs) on a mannequin head or something, you know, I feel like that for me would be um, a little bit more gratifying. Um, plus it's like when you cut a mannequin, you can only cut it to a certain point until it's like, it's, it's gone, it's wasted and it's like no more. I don't want to say wasted, but you know, it's, there's only so far you can go. Yeah. It, it's not coming back after that. <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. So. Throwing that out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, you know, to just to kind of expand on, on what you were saying before about like the, the clients and, and being behind the chair, I think I, I miss the routine of it. I miss, um, that, you know, that sense of, like I said, purpose of waking up in the morning, doing my yoga, having breakfast, having that little time to myself, getting ready. And, you know, this is the first one I've put makeup on in probably two weeks, you know, so it's like, it's kind of nice to have like a reason to, because if there's no reason for me, then I'm not doing it. But it is nice to have um, a reason to, to get ready, because there is a certain expectation, especially being a leader and being behind the chair to look a certain way and to you know help people kind of trust the fact that if you're gonna help them look their best that you know I should look my best um so I miss the routine of that I miss the routine of walking into the shop and getting that greeting from the staff and um you know hugging my clients I miss hugs I miss hugs so much (laughs) (laughs) I know you're a hugger too. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just in general, I just miss hugs. Like thankfully my boyfriend has pretty much been quarantined with me this whole time. He's like gone out to work a couple of days, but he's been so careful and so good about, you know, being sanitation focused during that time and everything. But, you know, thankfully I can hug him and he gives amazing bear hugs, but there's nothing like the hug of seeing and an old friend, like a client, you know, coming in and just that greeting and everything. So I miss, I miss that. Girl, when we can hug again, I got you. <laughs> virtual, virtual hug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> well, I have my seven questions I want to ask you. Okay, cool. All right. Are you ready? I'm ready. They're hard hitting news questions. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay. So, all right. Let's gear up. Here we go. Okay. So, I inquiring minds want to know what is your favorite behind the chair technique? Hmm. That's a hard one. It is hard. You can give I me. Will- I love so many. I think, I think, like I said, for me, the the freehand painting, um, balayage, I just, I love that because it's so customizable for every client. It's so different every time. Um, there's so many like ranges of technique within that particular technique that I love playing with and learning about and just experimenting on. Um, so I would say, yeah, freehand balayage is probably my favorite. I love, 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 and I do miss hand painting as well, but I was going to tell you with the 10 year mark, what I was saying when we first started chatting, 
when I went to cosmetology school, if highlights did not look like they were growing from your scalp, you were doing a terrible job. And you were doing it all wrong. <laughs> all wrong. And so when that trend came in, I was just, you know, 10 years out from cosmetology school, not quite, but close to it, and having to teach myself, and I was an independent at that time. So teaching okay. myself how to do that, oh, the amount of fails that I did, so bad. But yeah, that, that's a perfect example about like being in cosmetology school, reading in a textbook, like, oh, a French highlighting technique that offers a sun-kissed look. And I'm like, who would want something like that? That's crazy. And then you fast forward 10 years and it's like, oh, that's all you do now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Case in point. Okay, I love it too. I love it too. Um, okay, so favorite animal, and I probably will guess the answer to this, but favorite animal you want to cuddle? I'm going to show you. Let's see. Let's see um. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dwight. He's my little fluff nugget. He loves his bowl. He's the cutest. He's dead asleep. He's like not. Cutest. I want he's part Maine Coon. Yeah, he's only like nine months old and he's 10 pounds. Like he's a big boy. He does look like a big boy, but he's the cutest thing I've ever seen. I love him. What is your favorite color? My favorite color is yellow. Is it? Yeah, it's just such a happy color, and it's so me. I love it. <laughs> awesome. I love it, too. It's great. Um, okay, what is your most favorite, or no, let me rephrase, your most creative quarantine activity? Hmm. Most creative. I would say I would probably go with the painting. Yeah. Um, so I did, I did a couple different things. I did the hair painting where I took basically like an inspiration photo of, a hair, of somebody modeling this crazy hair. And then I painted just the hair because I cannot paint pieces. Let's get real. I tried and it turned out real scary. So I like kind of erased it with more paint on top of it. So yeah. Um, but then I also, one of my, actually one of my employees, um, told me about she, so her and her boyfriend, I'll back up her and her boyfriend moved into a new, um, condo and it's like the cutest ever. And she was giving me like a FaceTime tour and they are both incredible artists and they had this really cool kind of um, geode looking painting, you know, and it's, it's actually where you mix multiple different colors and then you pour it and then you kind of tilt it and it makes that whole look. And so she taught me how to do it. It's super easy. It's just Elmer's glue and water and acrylic paint. Super easy. Um, so I did that and that was really fun too. How cool. Yeah. Your photos. I want to see them. I will. Yeah, I will. Um, okay. So what's your favorite iconic hairstyle mm. man that's a hard one because there's so many good ones I would say for me I'm just I'm such like a classic person that I feel like that like Hollywood glam wave mm -hmm. like just the Rita Hayworth you know like deep wave that um like I have a picture of her on my station and 
I just, I'm always so inspired by, I mean, obviously like even just like the, the scarves and like that kind of retro-y vibe. I think that's why I did like the Betty Bangs and stuff for so long. Um, I'm just so inspired by that era of class and beauty. There's nothing like it. And it's, yeah. it's timeless. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, what is your biggest, and I won't say who, but let's just go general. What or who is your biggest hair influencer? Hmm. That's a hard one too. I didn't know um, so hard. <laughs> <laughs> They're so broad. I think it's hard to narrow stuff down. I know. Cause there's so many, I mean, I love, um, so many different artists depending on their type you know um of of niche I guess you could say like um I mean I love Larissa Love I think she's amazing um I got was able to take one of her classes a couple of years ago at her salon in Burbank and that was just like really really fun and cool and she's so relaxed and I just love her teaching style um I'm obsessed with Presley Poe. I mean, I don't know who isn't. I mean, <laughs> um, I got to take one of her classes again a couple years back. And then I, I had the pleasure of hanging out with her at the Tempe Festival of the Arts, like later on that day. So that was cool. She even like came over to my house. No big deal. Um, we like, she met my kitties. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was really fun. Um, but you know, I mean, I love the classics. Um, Sam Vila, I mean, I've, he's just like amazing amazing <laughs> um yes. yeah I mean people that I've really um met and connected with I feel like for me or uh, my old salon owner and mentor who's Courtney um she was she played a huge part I mean I feel like she really even helped me kind of guide me into going to cosmetology school because um, she was my stylist and I was 24 and I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life and she was kind of like hey why don't why don't you do this and I was like why don't I you know and like that seems kind of awesome and it, it was something I'd considered back in high school and then never really followed through on and I remember you know as a kid even being so gravitated towards the salon and just being in that environment I just thought it was the coolest ever so um you know she she definitely played a huge impact on me um and I mean, my peers, I feel like just surrounding myself with creative people and again, social media has been such a huge, amazing opportunity to have access to so much education and, and inspiration. Um, yeah, I'm just so inspired by like-minded people. And even you, I mean, when I interviewed for you, that you, you know, you did the Wella Trend Vision Awards and I totally creeped on you and I thought you were so amazing. And I was like, I was intimidated, you know, kind of like coming yeah, into your shop. Yeah, I was, I was. <laughs> um, you're so incredible. You're, um, I feel like you have such a um, like bubbly, like amazing gravitational pull of a personality. And it was so cool to meet you and be like, oh yeah, she's, she's just like a normal, like awesome person and has this incredible talent and the fact that you're a salon owner I think is so cool too. Well it's right back at you because I think you're <laughs> an incredibly magnetizing personality too and 
we're definitely um, like-minded in our intensity for the love of the industry. Which oh, for sure. You <laughs> all the time too, all the time. Thanks, dude. That. Well, that, I think that's amazing. And I, those are some great choices in terms of influence because, I mean, it's far and wide in terms of how many there really are in this industry that you can be truly inspired by anyone and and to say your peers too I feel the same I feel the same way that like really it's kind of when you're in that cutting room floor and you're looking at like your colleague over here like oh my gosh that's like what we do in this one all the time you like look over and you're like holy crap Angela that Bob looks amazing and you're like shouting from the rooftops and like um, so yeah I I think that's it's it's those peers that definitely charge my inspiration as well so but my last question for you is what can't you live without what can't I with like in the salon or just in general oh I mean in general oh my god what can't I live without um well what about in the salon what in the salon is like your number one like have to have it I think for me, I mean, again, like I'm probably going to touch on more than one thing. Um, but the first thing that comes to mind is like, you know, really good pair of shears mm-hmm. and this is a weird one, I think, but, um, you know, the long tail combs, like the, the long ones that hit the whole foil. Yes. Yeah. If the, one of those goes missing in my drawer, I have a little bit of a meltdown. <laughs> I I am a creature of habit myself and when I don't have the things I like my station looks like I'm freaking going to surgery like like yeah. I'm a surgeon it is just like here and here and this one's here and here and here and then like you can watch me kind of like almost tick if I don't have it just right I'm like where's that other comb I'm missing my other wise part where is it and then finally when I find I'm like all is right world exactly yeah I would say long tail comb I love the from our brushes too when I'm working I think those are great um and they're cute too yeah yeah um have you tried those um okay now I can't think of the name of them I think it's like a zoomy or something it's like the rubber neck I haven't um oh I'm obsessed do you like it I'm obsessed okay I'll have to <laughs> once this all blows over yeah <laughs> I mean they're they're like 60 bucks for two of them but yeah. I like it because it doesn't like move you know what I mean it sticks in one place and then it it prevents the cape where it clasps from like yeah. falling down yeah. and getting in the way um, and every client is like, whoa, this is cool. Like, what is this? Like, they, they love it. It's so cool. Um, my dad, I think was the funniest. Cause you know, of course I cut my dad's hair and he sits down, I put it on him and he's like, what is this? Like, it's, it's a new toy. He's like, I feel like Darth Vader. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Sammy, I am your father. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, dad. God, I love you. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I uh, definitely don't get my um, my nerdiness from a stranger. So. 
I love the nerdy. I'm right there with you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I named two children after Star Wars, so it's fun. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Well, what's that. the, in, since we did this one one, what's the one thing in currently you can't live without in your bubble? We'll do like a two-part question with that before we finish. Got it. Okay. Um, the internet. <laughs> Solid answer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Solid answer. No one can dispute that. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, uh, points, I mean, <laughs> food, water, that's, yeah. that's fine. But I mean, the internet, I mean, just having that connection is, is something that I really don't know if I could get through this without, you know. Well, thanks to the internet, we could get to hang out like this. And it was so awesome to get. Yeah, this was great. (laughs) I'm so flattered again that you thought of me to do this. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, of course. I couldn't help but think of you as like, it popped into my mind. I'm like, oh, I know. I gotta, I gotta reach out to her and see when we're doing this. (laughs) And like I always say, even if it's just one person that gets to listen in and feels a little bit of connectivity, then job done. I just want to put some good out there and and at least let people know that we're all in it together. So, Oh, yeah. Well, thanks for doing 27 Talks with me. You're I, welcome. I can't wait to have a proper hug. I know. <laughs> Until then. Until one more. then. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'll talk soon with you. Okay, bye.